Another story that's sort of going around right now, we've talked about this a bunch, right? Grocery prices in this country um, and where they are, where they're headed, where they've gone, all this sort of stuff. And one group that has been in the spotlight more than any other as this entire situation has developed is the grocery retailers, the stores that you and I go to to actually buy our groceries. And um, they've been in the barrel right from the beginning of this. The CEOs of Metro, Loblaws, Costco, Walmart, all of them. They've all been called onto the carpet in Ottawa so that politicians could go after them and, and make a good show of holding them to account and asking them questions about what was going on with food inflation and what they were doing to fix it. And remember, we had a deadline that they had to deal with the problem. Uh, I'm not sure it's entirely fair. We've had a number of experts on the show that say it's not. It's not the whole story, but nonetheless, someone is going to get the blame. And in this case, it's them, right? They've definitely been in the crosshairs. So how do they fix that? Can they fix that? And that comes down to you. Is it possible for you to have a change of heart around this? We're going to talk now with Monica Labarge, who is an assistant professor at Queen's studying food access and consumer well-being. Monica, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you joining us today. Thanks for having me. Okay, so food inflation peaks at about 11.5% year over year. That was the high point incredible and and maddening for all Canadians. But throughout it all, these retailers that we're going to talk about have said, you know what? We're not doing anything different here. Our margins are the same. We're not gouging. We're not, you know, capitalizing on this. First of all, is it fair that they have sort of become the whipping boys for all of this, the targeted ones? Is it fair? Uh, Well, I think there's a little bit on either side, right? So um, obviously, I think most of us understand that businesses need to make money, but it is hard, I think, for those of us, especially, you know, we know as prices go up, uh, a higher and higher proportion of Canadians can't afford to feed themselves, especially in a healthy way. Mm -hmm. We know that usage of food banks has gone up about 250% in the last couple of years, um, and the pandemic didn't help that either. And so it's really hard when those of us are looking at our, you know, our bank account at the end of the day, say, well, wait a minute, I'm barely able to make this work. And you're still achieving record profits. Right. Right. I I think, I think there's a feeling that if people are going to be, if the customers are going to be hurting that the, the grocery retailers could afford to take a little bit of a hit too. Um, We're not, nobody's saying they should not make any money, but I think continually growing profits maybe isn't quite what we're thinking about either. I I get that argument. You're right. It's a, it's a, it's a tough look and it's a tough sell to Canadians to say, listen, you're having a hard time making ends meet. We just had a conversation with people that, you know, are are trying to decide whether or not they take their diabetes medication or they buy groceries. So yeah, you're right. And then they're posting record profits, bad look, but they've said, Hey, listen, you're blaming the very last link in a really long supply chain. Um, Are there other people that we should look at and hold to the same level? level of accountability as we have retailers. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, the further you go down the supply chain, the harder it is to understand what the cost structure of a business is, right? Um, I will also point out that, you know, by the time you get to profits, that's the money that's left over after paying for a lot of things. So when you put CEO compensation, which is coming at at multiple millions of dollars a year, and again, record in a lot of cases, uh, and you're cutting pandemic pay and, you know, pay for workers and things like that, the profits is what's the what's left over. So you can spend a lot of money on a lot of things and still show profits. Um, so I think uh, I think you know we could we look at 
at you know big food manufacturers maybe um could we look at farmers i mean that starts to yep. get a little bit harder, harder to, yeah. to, to say right because that's not an easy job and we certainly don't want uh to you know to squeeze our, our canadian farmers um and i think a lot of the people in, in your listening group would agree with that so um i there is a bit of the there's both a, a bit of a scapegoat but also the buck stops here right like you you, you, you can't don't kid a kidder um yeah. you know i just paid I was, at the, I was at Loblaws this morning and I pulled some sale um, paper towel off the rack. Six rolls for $18. So that's $3 a roll. I'm quite sure I wasn't actually paying that a couple of years ago. And yet you're telling me that your CEO is making millions and millions of dollars and it feels it feels unfair. It feels like like the pain's not being shared. Yep, I, I think you're right. There's no question that I think that's part of the animosity that's come from Canadians. Now, if you are one of these retailers and you know it's important brand loyalty and you know having people feel good about the shopping experience counts um have they done a good job of managing that i know there's been a lot of criticism about some of them and how they've communicated through this entire situation and they haven't done a good job of keeping canadians from getting really really angry at them no and i mean i think that i think some of this these practices have been going on for a long time, but in the absence of social media, the word didn't spread, right? So you could tell your, you know, your neighbor and your aunt and whoever, but you couldn't tell a hundred thousand people at the same time that you were annoyed about the the grocery retailers. So I think the strategy has to change because uh, negative word of mouth can spread a lot more quickly now than it used to. Um, And uh, I think the, a lot of the retailers have taken um, lo- their loyalty programs to really mean that people are brand loyal, um, and that that's not necessarily what the case is. But they're they're using loyalty programs as like, yeah. well, we're going to reward you through points. Well, if I can't actually, you know, my ability to understand how much how many points translate to X number of dollars um, is pretty, you know, that's a pretty convoluted math equation. And and so we've seen, for example. Um, with student discounts. They used to give 10% student discounts on Tuesdays, and now they've said they'll just give them more points. Well, you know, at, at the at the, PO, the point of sale, when you're putting your card in, that, that doesn't really help you out because those are future things yeah. that you can't even value. And, and so I think there are some, some groups there where they're really making mistakes um, with seniors who are, you know, buying a lot of these sort of close to expired products and they reduce the discounts on that and students. And, and so I think there's just all of these things together. You add them all up together and you start to get this feeling like something's a little bit fishy. Yeah, you're right. There is some history there, no question. Um, what do you anticipate? Uh, obviously, w- there's even a story out today about loyalty um, apps and all the rest. Some of the things that they're trying to do to win back the support of Canadians. Anticipate more of that, right? I mean, I think they recognize there's a bit of a PR crisis here. Yeah, I, I will make the point, and, uh, and to your listeners as well, um, to to be thoughtful about what is actually happening with those loyalty apps, right? Because you're ostensibly getting discounts, et cetera, et cetera, but they're also getting a lot of your data that they're using. Not, I don't want to say oh, sure. against you, but they're yeah, using yeah. as as a source of of information. You are a commodity. Yeah. Their business. Yeah. yeah. So so just what you're exchanging, you're getting the the points, but you are giving something of value, right? So think to yourself: is what I'm getting enough value for what I'm giving? Um, but I think there is this push towards uh, towards loyalty programs. Canadians, actually, I don't know if you know this, but uh, we're among the most loyalty point hungry people in the world. Oh, yeah, is that right? Hey. Yeah, we we gather loyalty points at 
at a sort of incredible rate compared to, to other people in other countries. So um, we're a bit uh, of an interesting guinea pig for, for some of these companies. But um, uh, I think I think we will see those those programs grow because, again, they are that huge source of data that the companies can yeah. use uh help make their businesses better, ostensibly. Um, I, I, like, we've got the grocery code of conduct that's being held up by a couple of the big retailers. We've got the continuing back and forth with politicians. But at the same time, we've also seen the price of groceries, or the inflation, I, sh- I shouldn't say the prices, the rate of inflation when it comes to groceries has dropped uh, considerably. Do you think this all just sort of dies down as we get to a place where people aren't seeing these eye-watering changes in prices month to month? Yeah, I mean, we we get the way we we um, interpret prices is sort of interesting, right? They start to slowly go up, and you don't really notice, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> like me at the grocery store, I'm like, paper towels are how much? And they probably have been increasing, but I didn't yeah. really put it all together, right? And so maybe I haven't thought about it for six months or a year, and then I look at it today, and I'm shocked. Um, we will get used to them, which is sort of a sad thing to say, right? Because if you ever go grocery shopping in the U.S., the prices are so much lower than you come back here, and you think, oh my God, how can it really be twice as expensive for the same box of crackers? Um, and we, we are going to get used to them. I mean, that's unfortunately how in how inflation works. That's the right. prices go up and then they don't come down again. Um, so we will get used to them, but hopefully there'll be a, a real slowing. Um, but they, we need we need wages to come up too, right, to, to cover that, because otherwise we're just going to get into that pickle where uh, the cost of living is just too high for what, for what we're making. So, I mean, it doesn't sound like you're banking on any kind of intervention, right? And we know the government has tried some. I don't, and I, again, I don't know what they can really do either, but you're just sort of saying we're just going to have to wait for the, the, the system to, to do what the system always does and, and, and we'll just get used to it? Yeah, I mean, like I think a lot of what's happening um, on President Hill is political theater. Yes, uh, totally. We don't have a history in Canada of you know coming down on on industries for specific industries. I mean, I was talking about this with the Canadian Press reporter last week, um, and uh, you know we could be we have we have the authority through the CRTC to to affect you know cable prices and you know um, cell phone prices and stuff, and we haven't done that. We don't politicians don't have the authority to come down in the grocery business. So I see that um, being a pretty long shot. And I think they're they're sort of hoping that the public pressure and the brouhaha around it uh, will maybe, you know, do some sort of moral, yeah. some moral suasion. But uh, <laughs> I, I don't really see there being a future where they're going to mandate prices. It's too, impo- it'd be impossible, right? You, there's too many different kinds of products and how do you price it? It'd be like oh, sticking your well, you know, finger thing. in a hornet's nest. Impossible. Exactly. Yeah. It's a nightmare. Yeah. Um, Monica, great insight. Really appreciate you being here. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me.